Hey, and Paul, I think the secret is to really take them serious. So not treat them as an intern, but treat them as my colleague who can make mistakes, who needs help, but give them space to grow. I think that's really important. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. It's fun working with them because, yeah, how good is it to see somebody grow in such a short period? Welcome to Innovation Talks. Join us weekly as we discuss with distinguished industry guests how to refine and improve corporate innovation and new product development. Hosted by Paul Heller, Sophion Chief Evangelist. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I hope you're having a great week out there and enjoying your, your summer uh, time as it starts to roll down a little bit. Finding places to stay cool, especially if you're in the uh, the areas that uh, I and my guests are in this uh, lately. I'm joined today by Marie-Jose Vandenbongard, and she's a liaison manager uh, for scale-ups at KPN. And KPN is a, is a, if you've never heard of KPN, it's a Dutch, I guess you could say a telecommunications company, but very successful example of a company that moved from a government-owned entity to really just becoming very, uh, very forward-looking. And Marie's going to, I can call her MJ. You can call her MJ. It makes it a lot easier. So MJ is going to talk to us. So welcome to the show, MJ. Welcome, uh, Paul. Thanks for, uh, for being there. Yeah. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Having holidays and uh, back to work with a lot of energy. So uh, ah, it's hot. There we go. Yeah, it is hot. Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> and we're, for the re people who don't know, where are you in the world? I'm in Holland. In Holland. In Rotterdam, in Holland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I'm in Austria at the moment. It's hot. It's Europe is hot, but I think everywhere is hot. We won't complain on that, uh, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, uh, MJ, you've done I think more than 300 deals with scale-ups, so you you figured out how to do this, and that is just an incredible number. I talk to people that are struggling to get one or two successes, and you've been doing it for quite a while. So thanks for joining us to share. Uh, some of your experiences. But what does a liaison manager for yeah. scale-ups do? <laughs> um, what we do, Paul, we're first of all the, the single point of contact for scale-ups uh, within KPN besides our KPN Ventures team. So every scale-up that wants to connect with KPN can contact us. Yeah. Uh, and what we, what we do is we work demand-driven. That is, I talked to about 70 managers within KPN about their business challenges. Could be either process efficiency needs or customer offering uh, uh, wishes. And by getting their challenge really sharp, so I exactly know what they're looking for, my team goes to scout for matching scale-ups or maybe even bigger companies. We set up speed dates uh, with the business and then our aim is to make structural cooperations and innovate by the supplier uh, X uh, for KPN. That, that is a phenomenal approach. How long has that structure been in place? Uh, we started in 2015 and um, we started with zero knowledge. I'm a corporate girl. Uh, <laughs> I had to get to know the, the scale-up world. So if you're in the same position, go to events, talk to a lot of other corporates who are doing the same, uh, read a lot. That's how I learned the business and start experimenting. So at the start, I visited all those scale-up uh, events and found great companies that could be very beneficial for KPN. I tried to push them in the organization, but I think that's the wrong, <laughs> the wrong approach. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because if you're pushing and there's no needs, that's not effective. Okay. So what we do now, the business managers are in the lead for their needs. They know what we can um, offer them 
and they come to us or I talk to them with a specific challenge. And then that's what we're trying to, um, to help them with. Yeah, it's a very impressive approach. You know, so many organizations are still very much trying to do innovation themselves and only starting to realize now that, hey, maybe we should get some help. Uh, they're willing to get beyond maybe the IP issues and something like that. But I, I am sure there are there are a lot of issues that we can talk about. But maybe yeah, start yeah. with why is open innovation so important at your company? Yeah, I think it's important for every company, Paul, but I cannot uh, be be on the seat of others. But if you look at technology, the world is changing fast. Eh? Look at what ChatGPT has done to the to the business operations. And that pace has been go going on in other areas as well. So first of all, you can do everything yourself. So be sure of what you're good at yourself and try to find partners to, to cooperate uh, on areas where you're not that uh, good at. So that's one thing. I think in the scale-up community, there's a difference as well in mindset. They are much more agile than the big corporates are. So if you want to make, make speed, a cooperation can really uh, benefit. And I think as well, mainly in the 2015 period, you saw all kind of uh, sharing platforms coming on. So you, you can do it yourself, but you have to join forces and see how we can um, benefit in our KPN business in order to work together with scale-ups. Yeah. You mentioned that once you identify a business need, you go looking for the scale-ups and match them up. And I'm just thinking about in the corporate world, how much the technology has changed, probably because of, of, of the COVID experience, right? To, if, when yeah. you started in 2015, to do a virtual, anything virtual was, was harder to do. And now it's, it's just the way we do business, right? Yeah. <laughs> Are you finding that you can work with uh, these scale-ups anywhere? Or is there an advantage if they're local to you? What's your thoughts on that? Well, I think you're making a good point. COVID has, has changed the world. Eh? It has changed the relevance of telecommunications as well, because from one day and the other, everything should work because the whole country was dependent on our networks. And I think that it proved that you can work with everybody uh, around the world. Though sometimes if you want to go create some things, it could be better to have them close by. But actually we source internationally for the best companies and the business is in the lead. So in the intake, we say, okay, do you have a preference on geographical uh, activities of the companies? Mm -hmm. But it can be done worldwide, I think. And I think that's the, be the beauty of COVID. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It, that, you could say that was, uh, that was a benefit, I think, all of us uh, yeah, got yeah. as a result. Yeah, yeah. Well, where would you, if you were advising a new person and they're, they're saying, look, we'd like to do something similar in our company, how would you advise them to even get started and set this up for success? Yeah. If I look back at my experience, Paul, I know that top level commitment helped me out a lot. I had a CFO who has been an entrepreneur before um, he's been a minister as well. And he knew how hard it was to get into those corporate companies, but he knew as well uh, the benefits of those entrepreneurs. So top level support would be uh, beneficial and uh, not to push, but to have you covered. Secondly, I think you should critically look at your own processes. For example, a corporate has big contracts because they are risk averse and they do business with other big companies. So make sure that you have uh, contracts that fit scale-ups. They don't have to uh, hire a whole legal department for a week to check your contract, but it should be um, uh, logical. 
make sure your payment terms are short. Normally with corporates, they are 90 days. Well, for a startup, they need money from day one. We can provide day one, but we can provide uh, day 30. And make sure you can onboard new suppliers in a fast way. So that usually could take, I think, some months. And now it's a range that we can do it within a week. Create speed in your internal organization. That's one, I think. A second important thing is not all people in a corporate like scale-ups. Okay, yeah. They think they might be too uh, too agile or too entrepreneurial. So find people who really believe that the, the cooperation could work out. And another thing I would um, suggest, two things. Use a good CRM system because you meet so many great companies and they might not be relevant at the moment, but could be relevant in the future. So document every um, context you have and assessments you did. And finally, I would say experiment <laughs> and feel fast, but have an exper experimental mindset to see how it works. So optimize your processes, get the coalition of the willing, experiment, and use a serum. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. I'm not sure it's uh, that that's great advice to share with us. When you think about these relationships and these these projects where you you're this type of innovation, is it a certain type of innovation that works better for for um, the scale ups? Uh, have you found that is it new innovation? Is it disruptive? Is it core? Uh, or is it all of the above? That's a good question, Paul. <laughs> core is the hardest. Yeah, I can imagine. I think disruptive as well, but we succeeded on core. The easiest one is process optimization because then, yeah, that's, that's easy to do there. Everything is, everyone will be better from that. I think at KPN, we can improve on uh, horizon three innovations with scale-ups. Mm -hmm. There's still some room for improvement there. And at the core, we're a network company. I can give a cool example. We had a, um, a cool company, a Dutch AI company that could prevent outages of the network by really um, great management, machine learning uh, models. But you can imagine that putting such a company on the core of your network where every disturbance or thing like that is bad for your image could be very hard. But if you got the right people with the right knowledge and uh, if you start by doing a pilot, we did so with retrospective numbers. So no impact on the core services, but we could prove that the company did prevent outages better than a human could. We could succeed in that area. Wow. The, the core is maybe for KPN different than for other companies. Okay, could be. Because you, can, you want, don't want to disturb your network because that's your core uh, service. But I don't know if it's true for others if that innovating in the core is hard. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Yeah, because, because that is... That is a very important service. It, 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 the risk involved in anything in that service is, is, goes right to the heart of the business. So I could imagine that's where a skeptic could be for sure, right? Because a lot of people have invested many years in making that infrastructure really work well. So they get yeah, a lot yeah. of nervousness, right? Yeah. And in the end, uh, the funny thing is that uh, the scale-up, which was Opnet in this case, was helping us to prevent outages. So in the end, the core was strengthened, but yeah, you need to do a stepwise approach to get that proved. 
Yeah, yeah. So that's a good example. Yeah, great example of a difficult one from a, from a people, a willingness, the skeptics, but in the end, a great success story, which I think success yeah. breeds success, right? So now people say, oh, we, we should do a little more of that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and Paul, I think the success was in de-risking, the, um, de-risking the highest uh, risk. Yeah. So by not being directly on the network, but by using historical data, there was no risk. And then the step to experiment is bigger. So there you go. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. When you when you engage with 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 a scale ups MG, is it like one in one? You have a, you have a need, a business need, and you engage one scale up, or do you engage multiple scale ups? Tell a little bit more how how you do that. Yeah. What we do, Paul, is that we first do desk research and we present several solutions to the business and they say, okay, this one fits. This one is not fitting because of this. Sometimes you have to do two shifts of uh, scouting. Then usually there's one favorite. Sometimes we have two favorites and we just start discussions with those companies. So direct one-on-ones, usually on teams and see if there's a fit both on the technical aspect of the of the challenge as well as on the cultural aspect of the challenge. Yeah. Talk a little bit about the talent, right? Because you're you're augmenting or bringing in new talent that you don't have, right? So maybe your thoughts on on that a little bit. Finding the right talent and matching the right talent and then you got culture right after that, right? A scale up has a culture that may not match. So just share some thoughts on talent and culture. Yeah, I think it's important to be the neutral part to help the scale up within KPN because their agility is different than the, the one of a corporate. So it's my the role of my team to help them and eliminate uh, barriers in time or in, uh, or in other things. So that's one, uh, help the scale up as, a, as be a bit on their side. Secondly, on culture, there can be two great technical fits, but sometimes the, the one partner is no more eager to work with you than the others. We had that recently. And that's always a hard decision because the, if they look alike or have a bit of a difference, what is more important, the technical or the cultural fit? And I think the cultural fit in the end will always work because you want a, long, a long-term relationship and relationships are about people. So I think talent over uh, over technique, if you're asking me uh, on that. But the technique is... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think it's the same for all innovation. You know, when you think about the importance of culture and the importance of, of, of people working together and being able to, to do the job, that doesn't matter how, how great the people are. If they, if they don't fit, they don't mesh, they can't agree on anything, you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, no, no, that's that's true. So the culture must be good on our side, on the KPN side, as well as on the scale-up side, and there should be a match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's such a success story now. You've got eight years on this and, and hundreds and hundreds of companies that you've worked with of scale-ups. So that's, uh, I would say that's, that's a very, very, it, it feels like when you hear those numbers, very, very uh, mature, you figured it out. But I'm sure there's still challenges uh, that you face or, or, or things you want to do next. Maybe share your thoughts on, on where it's going or, yeah. Yeah. We figured it out, but not not totally, Paul. That's why I love the job still, because I learn every day. And I think a big challenge that we're working on at the moment are two, actually. How can we make the strategic relevance of uh, challenges speeding up our deal-making process? Mm-hmm. So instead of, of helping everybody pick the ones that are strategically relevant in order to create urgency and to speed up, 
That's one that we're working on now. And the second one is KPN is really careful about our employee and customer data, and I'm really happy for that. But if you want to work with a scale up and you need or you use uh, customer or employee data, it has to be penetrate, penetrate, pen tested, let's say it like that. So is it hackable because we don't want our customer data at risk? Right. So that takes a lot of time still, Paul. So it takes us three months. Uh, we ask really hard questions <laughs> and our risk acceptance is really low. And I like it, I understand it, but we need to help the scale-ups to understand it as well, that, that in the end, they will be, it will be beneficial for them as well. But it, it can be really helpful. Yeah, this is really interesting because the company, my company, Sophia, we were, we were at one time, you know, small and starting up and, 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 you know, trying to be very nimble and, and didn't have our own processes totally figured out. And as we grew at some point, we knew that we had to, uh, embrace new things like ISO 27001 for information management and security and all those kind of things. But when you're a startup, right, you're starting up, you don't have those processes honed. And it takes investment, right? It's like, wow, yeah, we, yeah. we want to work on our technology. We don't want to work on our, our process so much, right? Yeah. And I, I know early companies would tend to say yes to everything. Oh, yes, we can do that. Yes, we can do that. But, but the reality is a mature company like KPN knows not it's, it needs a little more rigor. It needs a little more, yeah. you know, you got to be careful here. So I think that's that, that guidance you're talking about, right? That matching and understanding and helping the, the, the startup. Yeah. Hey, and when you say yes to, to everything, I, th I think you shouldn't. Uh, if it doesn't feel good on your side or if you're not in that stage, don't do it. Yeah. But there's an opportunity to, to let those corporates help you by their strict uh, legal knowledge, their um, data risk knowledge. So it could be an opportunity for you as well. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. When you think about, and without naming examples or, or causing uh, any heartache, when you think about a, a failure, uh, yeah. that happened. Maybe you could share that in, a, in an anonymous way or, and maybe why it failed or, or thoughts on that? Yeah. In my first year, Paul, I was really excited, excited about the scale up and I managed to get an introduction and I didn't do my homework right. So they overpromised. I didn't check. That was a big, a big failure in my eyes and in, for my credibility. So always do your, uh, your homework right. So it takes a lot of preparation on my side. Another failure we have is that we were talking with a, with a company for a long time and the strategy changed. And the, the people who are on it got pulled away, awful. But therefore I said before, let's, let's see if you can um, align on the strategic goals. Uh, and usually they don't change that often, but that would help. The push uh, strategy is, is not a right one. Eh? So, make uh, make your work based on the demands in the organization and not on your own ideas you can give some ideas to others but don't push <laughs> right yeah. right right and how big is the group that's uh, involved uh, the team of people that are doing this liaison work uh, we have a team of 10 people and the funny thing is we have only three kpn people and we work with a lot of interns wow uh, i wow. didn't tell you that in advance yeah and we have a lot of processes to get them up to speed uh, quickly. Yep. But what I really like is that I have young minds around me 
who have a totally different mindset than I have or totally different values. So it keeps me updated and as well on our, um, we have young customers as well. Uh, the second thing is they learn me something, but I can learn them working. And the third part is that usually they stay for six months with us. And it's really so grateful to see them grow in that period at times. So at the start, you have to help a lot and you have to check a lot. At the end, they're totally autonomous people in my team. And I really like to see them growing and either come back to KPN or start a great career. That's, that's yeah. fine with me as yeah. You know, I'm thinking, MJ, that when I when I met you uh, at the Innovators Conference in Amsterdam, yeah. and I just watched how you interact with people, I don't find it surprising at all to hear you describe how well that works, because you're you're very good at people interaction. And, 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 and uh, it's just it's just so refreshing to hear that you're able to take interns, give them an opportunity, help them develop as people. Uh, and you probably then watch them move on in their career, but that's always a contact, right? That's always somebody you, you can uh, keep in your network. Yeah, we have, we have a lot of connections still. I, I yesterday got an email from some and, and a chat from somebody who's been with me a year ago to update me. Uh huh. Hey, and Paul, I think the secret is to really take them serious. So not treat them as an intern, but treat them as my colleague who can make mistakes, who needs help, but give them space to grow. I think that's really important. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. It's fun working with them because, yeah, how good is it to see somebody grow in such a short period? Yeah. How do you find the interns? We use MagnetMe as a website. Uh, we use our own vacancies and we use word of mouth. The best thing is the intern is leaving if he can bring in another one. It doesn't always work, but you know also the quality of the intern you have. Usually their friends are the same quality, so that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, and sometimes it's it's hard during COVID. It was really hard to find people. Well, I bet it was. I bet it was. I mean, I you know I think it's it's it sounds like you get them productive very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your aim. Yeah, it's not like they're here for six months and they just start get going and you lift. You know that they have to go on. You you found a way to 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 get productivity and, and get them involved very quickly. Yeah, and that's the the benefit if you have multiple uh, interns is that they can help each other and they know what what was hard for them at the start, so they can help each other. Like, okay, I knew this felt hard at the start, but if you do this, 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 that helps it as well. So they're not all dependent of the KPN employees, but they help each other. And that's cool to see as well. Yeah. I bet it is. Yeah. This is like, it's like a microcosm of, of open innovation where you're finding now instead of a, a, a scale up or a startup to work with, you're finding an individual, but still meeting the needs that you have. It's, it's, it's kind of a pretty neat story. <laughs> <laughs> you could look at it. Yeah. And always be transparent, Paul. So yeah. Tell me about that. It's, I think towards startups. Be transparent and fast, I, I would say, as a guidance. If there's no fit, that's not, yeah, I, I'm, I like to explain them why there's no fit and give them some feedback so they can improve maybe their business model or there might not be a fit with KPN. And that's the same with the interns. Be very clear on this is good work or uh, let me show you how I would do it to make it even better. But don't talk over it, but be direct and be transparent um, on what the expectations are and how we can meet. And ask for their transparency as well. So if they see improvements, please tell them. And let's try to experiment with new ways. Yeah. 
So that, that I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. And when you, when you make that connection to a part of the business that has the need, as you said, and you find somebody, uh, scale up that can help and you make that connection, then what happens? What's the process after that? Do you stay involved from a relationship standpoint or do you, do you hand it over to the business to work direct? How's that work? Yeah, no, we stay involved and I have a discussion with my team if that's the best way, but I still think it is because working together with new uh, suppliers is not something that every business colleague does every day and we do it every day. So we have expertise on the hard parts, how to make a contract, how to, to set POC criteria, how to do the penetration testing. So we keep close until there's a structural cooperation and then we do evaluations like, are you still happy? Okay. Yeah. And I'm as well the, um, how do you say that the backup for the scale up if they run into trouble. Okay. If it gets stuck, please come to me so we can solve things and understand why it gets stuck and see if we can, uh, we can improve that. Yeah. 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 I would think conflict management would be really important to keep uh to, to keep that role because you know how to do it the business yeah, yeah. working with a brand new startup neither one may know how to deal with these issues as they come up so i like that approach yeah as since we've seen it before we're, we're kind of experts in it and we are kind of the ones who can uh, who can solve the issues yeah yeah and not always. Well, okay. Yeah, but you learn, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if we can't, I'll communicate why we can't and what's the what's the hurdle and how mm -hmm. much time it will take me to solve that hurdle. So transparency is there uh, relevant as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been a fun conversation, MJ. You know, it, KPN's a benchmark in this out there. You know, I don't know of any Thanks. other company that's quite that successful with it. So you know, hats off to you and your team for making that work. Anything you, you think of as we reflect on our conversation here that you say, oh, we should have talked about this, Paul. Did we hit all the, the high points? Yeah, maybe that's a personal thing, Paul. Um, I'm starting my own podcast as well. Ah, yes. Let's talk about that. Great. It's called, uh, it's Dutch, it's called the Innovaticast, uh, like Innovation Crew. We're going live in September, so don't look for it yet. Uh -huh. But we're, um, <laughs> we're trying to get the personal stories of innovators. So um, wow. uh, really deep dive for 40 minutes in, okay, how did you make it successful? What's your life work balance? Things like that. Mm -hmm. And I would love to invite you there uh, as well once, if you have time. I would love to be there. Yeah, my, my Dutch is not so good. <laughs> but, no, but we can do it in English. <laughs> as long as we can do it in English, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I've been working in and around uh, Holland for since uh, I joined the company I'm in now in 1999. So. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a little bit about the Dutch people and, and companies, so I'd love to participate. That'd yeah, be great. We, we should make sure we put that in our show notes, even though it's it's not out there yet, so people will be able to search it and find it. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Let me know when it does go live. I'll certainly promote it as well at that point in time. So that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, MJ, you got a lot going on. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, that's how, that's how I like it. The same for you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's how I like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always busy, always learning. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, MJ, thanks for stopping by. This was a great conversation. Let's do keep in touch. I would love to uh, love to check in again and and see uh, see how it's going. It's uh, it's really a neat story. Thanks for your time, Paul, and yeah. always. Uh, 
pleasure to see your high energy uh, yeah. vibe. I love yeah. that. It's fun. When we get two people like you and I together, it just works. It always fun. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Oh, MJ, quick question. If people want to kind of follow you and keep track of what you're doing, what's the best way? Uh, follow my LinkedIn prof profile. It's Marie-José yep. van den Boomgaard. Or send me an email to kpnscalabs at kpn.com. We're believers of open innovation, so uh, <laughs> willing to help you. Oh, that's great. That's great. We'll make sure we put all those in the show notes yeah. as well. But that's fantastic. Okay, MJ, you take care. You too, Paul. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I hope you did enjoy that. That was really great. You know, in a half hour, you only can get so so much uh, discussed, but I think you would see from that how open and approachable MJ is and how willing uh, she is to help. So if this is an area you're struggling with or want to get involved in, uh, do reach out because as, as, you, as you know, it's about sharing experiences and everybody learns and benefits. So I wish you all a great week ahead. Take care, everybody. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week for Innovation Talks with Paul Heller. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For additional information on today's topic, check out sophion.com, S-O-P-H-E-O-N.com, where you will find plenty of innovation-centric content and corporate best practices. If you'd like to discuss anything with Paul or would like to get in touch with the show, email us at talks at sophion.com.